Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Get Real Gaming podcast, the show where we get real talking about the latest video game news and releases. I'm Richard and with me is my squad mate, co-host, Lawrence. How are you doing today? I'm alright. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. We've got the yeah. rest of the squad with us. Live. The boys in. Squad, squad, Here squad, squad, today. squad. Oh, it's, it's the sister it's, group. It's the, it's the boys from Get Real. The original podcast. The OG. You mean the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows? Oh, there it that's is. That's right. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So this is, this is uh, Chris and Sam. I know you'll reintroduce yourselves. Uh, you can so go I'm ahead Chris. And... I'm Chris and his son. Yeah. I, and I'm Lawrence. Wait, what? <laughs> Don't confuse people. We're here to hijack the podcast, boys. No, but How seriously. Seriously, I'm Sam and this is Chris. Say hi, Chris. Hello. And we are part of the Get Real film and TV podcast that's just called Get Real across all of the places you listen to your podcasts. And Mm. yeah, that's us. We do film and TV and other nerdy stuff that isn't video games. But we do video games every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us on the podcast, boys. It's glad to finally have the squad all here. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for coming on. We're all here. We're all gathered here today. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm tempted to bring in an old reference, but I daren't on the podcast. No, you better not. You better not. <laughs> no, it's what not time for the reunion. It's, no, no, it begin- no, no. it's, it's a certain reunion. <laughs> does it begin? Does it begin with an I and end with a? Oh, you? <laughs> <laughs> did you forget what you ended with? How can how can anyway. you forget that legend? Anyway, get on with it. We are, we're all here today because we have been playing uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War, and that's going to be what we're talking about main, mainly today. Uh, but firstly, we should probably yeah. talk about uh, what's happened this week in gaming, Lawrence, because quite a lot happened this week in gaming. It was a very busy week. This it was a week. very long, very busy launch week, wasn't it? That was, that's right. I'm looking at the list of launch titles this week, and uh, wow, after Bakugan, it was just... Yeah, Paw Patrol from last week. We had just a lot of crazy. <laughs> we had a lot of crazy releases. Bakugan boys, yeah. let's go. We had uh, Paw Patrol. For, yeah, well, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit uh, Remastered came out. Yeah, uh, that that was November sixth, so that was last week. And then from the tenth, we had Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah, we so, had Assassin's Creed Valhalla as well. Yeah. Tetris Effect Connected on the oh, Xbox wow. Series oh, wow. X. Uh, User well. came out as well. That, that's yeah. a pretty interesting game. And and actually, the Xbox Series X came out everywhere, but the mm-hmm. PlayStation 5 isn't out here yet. So no. in the UK right now, we're still waiting till, uh well, the 19th. So it would technically be uh, the Thursday. It would be tomorrow. Yeah, it would be if tomorrow want, if, you, if you're listening, if you're listening to this, this the day launch, that it comes out. Yeah, yeah. it would be tomorrow. Yeah, I'm seeing people in the UK have received the games and the controllers though, but just not the console. That's just cool. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> everywhere. I've seen that that's in Australia. Cool. People like having the special edition versions of a game that comes with a watch and no bloody PlayStation to play it on, and having oh a controller. God. And it's like, yeah, you're just gonna sit there. I've heard like, I think in Australia, I think it's Amazon that have struggled to fulfill orders on time. So, oh man, yeah. I'll tell you what else was cruel. The uh, episode 5 of Night City Wire, the cyberpunk kind of thing, comes out on Thursday 19th when the game was originally meant to come out. Oh, uh, uh, that, that game is just never coming out at this point. No, that that game is, is like the new New Mutants, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's, the new, it's the new Half-Life 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're also the longer-awaited 
the long-awaited bug snacks came out as well. And uh, as we all know... The game we were all waiting for. Yes, exactly. It's done better than Godfall, that's for sure. Yeah, it's done better than Godfall. I Uh, have never found myself having to Google so much stuff being on an episode (laughs) of a podcast trying to keep up. I did my research. Um, You guys were telling us the Metacritic scores for these games. Are you going to run through that with us as well? Because like you said, wasn't Bugsnax far and away better than Godfall? Just so many. I mean, okay, look, the Sims 4 Uh, Snowy Escape expansion pack, it's gotten 73 On Metacritic. There yeah, you but, go. That, 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 that's, but that's also got a lot of technical issues. So I've, oh, got, I've got the Metacritic up right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when did you, what did you say The Sims got? At 73? Godfall got 63. So. <laughs> an, expansion <laughs> an expansion for The Sims. <laughs> yeah. An expansion pack did better. Guys, I'm on. remember the Nightlife DLC for Sims 2. Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. <laughs> Sims 2, yeah. Guys, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes trying to find the scores for these games. I just can't find them it's, anywhere. It's Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the wrong thing, bro. Wrong podcast. <laughs> that's, that's the wrong one. <laughs> to, to, to put into comparison, Bugsnacks, which is the second worst game according, according to Metacritic, is 74. It's 11 like points higher than Godfall. But when you type in bug snacks into Google, it actually comes up with like fruit in the shape of bugs. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. It's S N A X. Yeah. That's where I'm going around. Because it's extreme. We're back in the 90s, boys. I've just checked the user score for Godfall. It's 5.1 out of 10. Oh, my God. I thought that game was meant to be good. I thought people were quite hyped because it's meant to be like the new Borderlands, isn't it? It's Gearbox, fam. But that's why you it's were so looking at very different things. But Borderlands is, is a good game. Is it? Yeah, Borderlands is the only good game that mm. they've got. Did, didn't you guys see uh, Colonial Marines made by Gearbox? Oh, that was no. also made by Gearbox. Yeah. No, that's a scary oh, game, Lawrence. I don't play anything no, scary. No, 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 no that's Crystal Isolation. Oh, that yeah. was Isolation. Colonial Marines off. was like meant to be like the action-packed one, and the just got dragged through development hell i remember that yeah mm-hmm. colonial Jeez. marines was not that good. was 360 days back then wasn't it yeah but speaking of scary games though demon souls also came out on ps5 that's doing pretty well 93 on metacritic so there's a lot of hype around that um, that and spider-man's like the flagship games aren't they yeah and mm-hmm. uh interestingly the 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 spider-man miles morales i was watching some stuff about that this morning they've got two um like graphic setting modes in the game that you can swap between bef- performance mode and like uh like the higher graphics mode and in the performance mode it runs at 60 frames a second but turns off the ray tracing and all of the like reflections in the buildings and stuff but then if you want it to look really beautiful it'll still run at 30 frames a second and just like then turn all the reflections on and all the buildings and all the glass windows and the cars and things like that and the reflections and stuff I are you think, telling me that console players are now having to deal with graphical settings that's exa- on their yeah, consoles? That's that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like they're getting options and choices, and it sounds to me like they're slowly turning into the best PC master race, oh, couch well, gaming yeah, master race. <laughs> the thing is, though, it's going to deliver near enough the same quality gaming, but for half the price of a high-end PC. Yeah, yeah. And for a lot of people who you know. If you're putting your console in, in, in the living room or something anyway, you probably yeah. don't have a 120 hertz monitor sat mm-hmm. there as your, your TV at the moment. So it's probably pretty good mm-hmm. for those There's, kind of um, people. Speaking of 
um, Miles Morales, there's been a couple of issues with the PlayStation 5. I don't know whether you've got this penciled in to talk about later, but um, there was an an issue with putting it into rest mode, uh, where basically the remastered version of Spider-Man is running crashes and is running it crashes the whole system while it's in rest mode oh wow um, and it forces you to repair your external drive process when you start oh backing up yeah um and i know there's been another couple of issues where it's been like i don't know whether it's in the transfer but basically you've had to like factory reset your ps5 so it doesn't oh seem like God. it's had as much that's, of a smooth so launch bad. as what the say. I mean, obviously, apparently the Xbox Series X was blowing out vape smoke all by itself <laughs> out yeah. the top of yeah. it. <laughs> blowing vape smoke into yeah. it, yeah. But at least these are some actual problems that, you know, it's not good to hear problems, but at least, you know, people can be aware and maybe if they're torn between a PS5 or a Series X, it, that might be a difference for some so people. the on Series the X launched with no games, pretty much. The PlayStation the, 5 is screwing up all the other games. And it launched with no functionality, that one. Yeah, just... just, just well, people just have been having trouble with the Series X as well because when you first boot it up and like try to log into your profile and everything like that, for the initial startup, it needs to connect to the internet in mm. some way. So a lot of people are having issues with that, like if it's not finding the internet properly and stuff. Obviously, if you plug it in land, then it seems to be loading all right. But people are having like major issues. It's taken like half an hour or something to Jeez. boot up for the first time. That's me. Because, not but people X. were thinking, I was people thinking rocky. that like the the console was broke, but it wasn't. It just needed to find the internet. We didn't give you like enough options to find your internet before <laughs> that point. It was just trying to auto connect type thing. Yeah, seems because a very very rocky launch both of them then. It uses your phone, doesn't it, to uh if you've got the Xbox app, you can mm-hmm. connect to the new Xbox via the phone app and then it just moves all of your data over. But I'm wondering yeah. whether you would assume that maybe the internet part of that would come with those settings, but maybe they maybe they don't. But at least the Xbox comes with Game Pass and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or that backwards catalog at least. Yeah, I think it's going to be rocky for both in terms of releases to for a while mm-hmm. before the games even start getting. Like, there's a lot of PS5 games that don't really take as much advantage as they could of the new triggers and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and even their PS4 back catalog don't don't do anything with that. So, um, I think it'll be a while before there's like a lot of games designed just for the next gen consoles. Most of them at the moment mm-hmm. are just kind of yeah, they're on PS5 and. There's very few of them that are dedicated for PS5 and also PS4. Most of them are like PS4, but we've got a PS5 version. So Yeah, yeah. an enhanced edition. Enhanced, yeah. yeah, very much so. So speaking of um, speaking of games that can be played right now, uh, Sam and Chris, what have you guys been playing this week? Who wants Look to start? This. He's showing us up here with the bloody segues here, isn't he? We to take, <laughs> take some notes, Chris. <laughs> we need, we need yeah, well, you became the master of segways, so I leave our segways to you now, unless it's the MCU. <laughs> I'm like frantically writing notes here. On... <laughs> <laughs> the students have become the master. Do you want to go first, Sam? Yeah, okay. Uh, I was... Oh, 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 uh, uh... oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Now I've got you. No, we I, do I accept can't... board games. Yeah, oh, well, I mean... <laughs> Well, I've been playing D and D, right? No, yes. we do. The party is here. The whole, the whole party minus one is here. 
Um, but anyway, no, I have actually been playing another game. I've been delving into Game Pass a little bit while I was waiting for Cold War to come out. And I, mm-hmm. a, a couple of, I think it was like about a year ago, I started playing through Ori in the Blind Forest. And I went back to it and started playing through it again and got a lot further and really, really enjoyed it. It's definitely a feel-good game. I don't know, have any of you guys played Ori? Any of the yeah, Ori games? Yeah, yeah. I didn't play that much, actually. But Yeah, I didn't play that much so, either. I got it when it first dropped on Game Pass, and I did the same thing as you. Like the day that I installed it, I think I sank like three, four hours into it because it's just a gorgeous looking game and stuff. Oh, yeah. And some of like the puzzles get tricky, like or like the two D side scrolling, like parkour shit against like rising floods and stuff. But, yeah, that's yeah. It. You just lose yourself in it, don't you? It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's challenging enough where it doesn't put you off, where it gets frustrating. It's like you know what to do in a lot of it. Like, there's a certain jumping puzzle where something like these things are shooting like an energy or whatever that hurts you down uh, two sides, and you basically need to like wall bounce your way up. And you know what you need to do by looking at it, but it's just that whole like actual skill with your controller trying to get up there. Um, yeah. But it looks beautiful. The soundtrack is amazing. It totally right wrenches on your heartstrings that game. It's so beautiful, and mm. I can't like it. It's nice because even though you feel like you've unlocked a lot and done it, it has the whole like when you pause, you can see like the completion estimate, like the percentages for oh, nice. things that you've unlocked, and um, you, you're able to see like most of the map as of when you move through the areas. So you'll you'll know the bits where you then need to go back once you've unlocked a certain squ- uh, certain skill. Yeah, yeah, it's like proper Metroidvania, but yeah. it's such a beautiful game. And mm. that and its sequel have just come out on Switch as well. Yeah. I think they're getting a physical release in December or January. Yeah, so I'm trying to smash through. Obviously, COD's put a bit of a dent in that, but I'm going to try and smash through it in between every now and then um, yeah. so I can move on to Will of the Wisps. And I don't think I've really played anything else. Um, no, Other than COD. Yeah. Other than a lot of Cold War and yeah. trying to do my battle pass on Modern Warfare, and that's yeah. it. Nice. Chris, have you been playing anything else uh, different? Um, of, other than those two, a little bit of Animal Crossing. Um, I've recently got a Switch. I got it like end of August, beginning of September. Yeah. So just trying to build up a catalogue of games on there. So I recently picked up Animal Crossing for me and the missus to play. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying that. Uh I'm not like one of the diehard fans of it because it is very much a game of routine and stuff like that and mm. I'm not good at keeping routines. <laughs> <laughs> like it, re- it rewards you for going back every day and you doing your daily stuff and like I'm not really... I'm a creature of habit but I'm not a creature of routine. So yeah, sure. um, I do enjoy it and I, I love the aesthetic of it and stuff but uh, the missus has been doing it. I didn't realise though if you're both playing on the same console it automatically puts you on the same island mm. which I wasn't... I wanted my own island. Oh no! <laughs> um, but and it's annoying. Like if one person starts like the next like mission to progress the game type thing, the other person can't do anything towards it. Yeah. So it's been like multiple times where Charlotte started something. Yeah. And like we've needed like shit tons of stone and iron and like she built a bridge uh, or something. And, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah, and wood and stuff. So she's trying to collect it, but there's only a certain amount you can get each day and stuff from the resources on the island. So I'm doing my stuff and then just dropping it outside of her house for next time she logs on. No. So she wakes up on the <laughs> beach every day and there's just like shed tons of rocks <laughs> and, and wood outside of her house and that stuff. It looks like a thing. dump truck's just swept it up. Yeah. This is the best time of year for you to be like building up 
up your catalog though because if you've only just really gotten a switch you're gonna have like black friday deals are already starting mm, and yeah. then there'll be like christmas sale and there'll be like you know boxing day new year so it's good time to be like like because there's a lot of games that came out on the switch that that are now getting like small discounts on the eShop. yeah, you know, yeah most yeah. most people who've who've when that game came out, they will already have bought the game. So now they're just trying to pick up extra sales from new people. It's a perfect opportunity for you to get them with like good discounts and stuff. So really yeah, good. Yeah, it definitely is. Back in October, I picked up like a uh, Dragon Age, uh, sorry, Dragon Quest Eleven. is it? Definitive mm, yes. Edition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked that up. I think yeah. it was like 45% off or something. And I got um, Final Fantasy ten and ten two for like twenty quid for the both of them, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people don't like those Final Fantasy games, but they were the first ones I ever played, so I do like those games. Yeah, they're not the best 13, Final Fantasy games. Sure. I liked in Final Fantasy thirteen as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Get the out. format of Final Fantasy, right? So I don't care what skins <laughs> on it. <laughs> I understand seven is the pinnacle, right? Okay, I get it. Well, Lawrence would disagree. Well, I, grew probably. I grew up on eight, so I yeah. started eight. So See, I'm, I know people who love nine more than anything as well. So okay. I'm 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 the child in the corner playing Final Fantasy eight. Yeah, lost get back in the times. corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the like, guy here the smiling because I've never played Final Fantasy. And I'm just like <laughs> burn the witch. <laughs> but a lot of these games that I picked up while they were just on sale and I'm waiting to like waiting until I can set up my stream again and then play some like nice mm-hmm. story driven games on stream and stuff so i've not mm. delved into dragon quest yet but i'm so excited to it looks so good excellent and lawrence have you been playing anything else I'm, you I'm, have actually haven't you you've been yeah playing... i've played quite a few games uh, this yeah. week uh, you, been you playing... can say for the both of us i haven't really played anything <laughs> different this week i've been playing fuser i've been getting fuser a little bit of a go um which is a new rhythm game from the same guys that did rock band Mm-hmm. but it's more of like um like you're at a festival and you're a dj and you get to use stems from like you know real music and kind of mix them all together and try and keep the uh the set going and the, and the crowd going and all that Do you i think that? they've announced in january as well there's a massive like new catalog of music coming to it as well Ooh. so is it like um so like in guitar hero or rock band for instance you couldn't make mistakes and stuff but but yes. when you're remixing is there like what, like um, what is the mechanic in terms it's of it's like throughout the music there's like you can see the beats uh on the screen you have to drop in the next stem at a certain point to get a score or you know you, otherwise it'll, it'll be a bad mistake yeah um and then there's bonuses which the like little tabs will be colored when you drop the track on that like colored beat then you mm-hmm. get like a bonus and all that and then you get requests from the crowd and and it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting um, mechanic. That's awesome. Mm. Nice. And what else have you been playing this week? I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. There it is. I was waiting for you to say that. Assassin's Creed go. Valhalla. Do you want Ooh. to give people a little bit of uh, uh, what what you think you think at the moment? Because obviously we're not doing it as a main topic yeah. today. But I've, I've I've only like again I've only sinked in like twenty hours into it because it's been difficult to find the time. But I'm really enjoying it. Like I really feel that the brought it back to form uh definitely i like i didn't like odyssey i thought odyssey was too grindy and i couldn't get into the story but valhalla is a you know if you like the Vi- like vikings the amazon show or if you just like north mythology or like medieval era stuff then you know i, I would definitely recommend it it's it's certainly fun uh, for me at least how uh how did 
Sam and Chris, how do you guys see, like, what's your opinions on the Assassin's Creed kind of brand at this point? Because if it, because for me personally, I'm a bit like burnt out, I guess. And Lawrence is trying to convince me that it's kind of a refreshing Assassin's Creed, but I don't know if I can believe him or not. Do you want to go first on this? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely got burnt out. Like, I played the Mm -hmm. first, like, three or four to death, like, until I think the last one that. The first one that I didn't finish and didn't pick anything up after that was like three. I played a tiny bit of Black Flags, but I didn't really get into that. Like every time they bring out like a new setting and stuff like that, and it really appeals to me. Like Odyssey was like ancient uh, Greece and Mm -hmm. ancient Rome and stuff like that. And like I love that like Greek mythology and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I might dive back into this because I love all like the characters and all the mythology they're bringing back and stuff. But I just couldn't bring myself to play another Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, like I think, I think the Ezio storyline was the pinnacle of it for me, oh, yeah. and then after that, I was done with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do love the look of it because I also love Viking mythology and Norse mythology. So I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, and it does look cool, like storming beaches in like long ships with you guys mm-hmm. piling out the long ships, like with your axes and pillaging some village. But I just can't bring myself to go back to another Assassin's Creed game. I don't want to like. Yeah, spend the money on an Assassin's Creed game and then just be horribly disappointed again and be like, oh, yeah. I should have known. I mean, or I just don't think I'll get enough playtime out of it. Like yeah. I'll play like, yeah. like, like for two days or something. Like put yeah. sixteen hours into it or something, and then just not go back. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I kind of echo you. Like I played one and two and really enjoyed one, um, even though it was very grindy. And then when 2 came out, I kind of just felt I was replaying the same game again. And for me, there wasn't enough difference between Mm. 2 and 1 for it to me really catch me into the franchise. It's like, yeah, it was cool, but it just felt like it was using the same tropes over and over and over again. And the only thing that was really going to pull you in was the setting. But I'm just not invested enough in it. And I get Valhalla's cool, and I know that obviously the focus was a little bit more away from the the assassin side of stuff from what i gathered um but yeah no i just the first thing i saw about like gameplay wise from valhalla was someone climb up to the top of a um like a viewpoint and it was the exact mm-hmm. same thing as mm-hmm. what happened in assassin's creed one and two where like you yeah. trigger the yeah. viewpoint as a collectible and just the fact that that's still the same and there's not anything like i don't want to have to repeat those collectibles all over again and yeah i don't know i I think personally i'm just i'm just not invested enough in it a bit like what chris was saying like i just can't bring myself to play through another one of those games and i probably never will unless it really breaks the tropes of the assassin's greed franchise Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think I lost, like I said, I lost interest after the Ezio story. So he had three different games in the end, didn't he? Yeah. He had Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and then, was it Revelations, Revelations, was it called? Yeah. Yeah, where didn't you play as him in two different uh, time periods, was it? I think I know so. That, I know you played as an older Ezio at one point. Yeah, that, that's uh, Revelations. Yeah, uh, that was the last one that I played, and I enjoyed that story, but then like, I was like... The stuff outside of the animus, I don't know where they're going to take that yeah. anymore because that story was done and everything, and uh, like I mean, Ezio's story was done. So yeah, I mean they they brought they've managed to bring back the modern day stuff with a new character in uh, Origins. Origins was very good. 
Uh, then they continued it in Odyssey and it got weird. And then now they brought it back in Valhalla. But what they've done in Valhalla is that they've managed to link it back to Desmond and Ezio. And you get to hear kind of the thoughts of Desmond going through this process. Ezio Auditore. <laughs> no, no, Cassio uh, del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be more interested to see the franchise in a different medium. Mm-hmm. So there is the Netflix show coming out, which yes. we spoke about on oh, our podcast. Yeah. Um, like, I think that would be more interesting for me is to see these characters on screen and like mm-hmm. see the story take priority over the gameplay almost. Mm. Yeah. Because I think it's the gameplay that gets really repetitive. Yeah. Like yeah. Sam said, like you're just yeah, climbing yeah, yeah. shit all the time, aren't you? And like killing people from the top of a building. Like I remember Assassin's Creed 1 just playing as Altair, wasn't it? And it was just yeah. literally, how can I kill this guy from the highest point? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> literally you're climbing up to the top of every building just there like, right, the guy is like 400 meters down. This kill's definitely gonna, <laughs> this drop's definitely going to kill me, but I'm going to stop my fall with his body. And then you miss well, and land in a haystack anyway. And you're like, oh, well, <laughs> that's exactly what I meant to do, obviously. What, while what, we're talking I, about um, while we're talking about Assassin's Creed, do you want to mention what happened to Ubisoft Montreal? Oh, well, it's well, we're going to oh, go into no. that in the news in a moment, I believe. Um, I, mean, we I just thought go, it was a good yeah. segue. It is a good segue. <laughs> um, I haven't really been playing anything uh, new, new this week to talk about. I actually we talked about Mega Aquarium last week, Lawrence. And yeah, I went no, and you I, did. And I went and I downloaded <laughs> the expansion for it on uh, oh, PC. I haven't played it yet because uh, I'm still also... I wonder rest- why. <laughs> why? Well, yeah, other than all my time on Call of Duty, uh, when I'm not on Call of Duty yet this week, I've been trying to make sure I don't damage my shoulder anymore because I'm still waiting for a date for surgery. So, um, But I have oh. tried to get the Steam Link working this week. Oh, yeah. It kind of did, oh, yeah. and, I, and it kind of didn't. So <laughs> I still need to fiddle with it it's so fiddly and like you have to buy like another app to like get your controller connected directly to the pc and stuff so i haven't really figured it out fully yet but um it's something i might be able to update you on next week we'll have to see i completely forgot Um, about the steam link anyway back to ubisoft montreal shall we let's go uh straight into the news this week we've only got a few bits of of small news it's not a big news thing this week yeah it's Um, been quiet again this week yeah but ubisoft it's not been quiet at ubisoft montreal has it it's not been quiet at all (laughs) (laughs) i've actually found out what happened now yes they have actually came out and said what's happened kind of sort of maybe was it a promo for siege (laughs) (laughs) new operator real military force (laughs) No, it wasn't a PR stunt. Basically, if you don't know, there was a 911 call from Ubisoft Montreal about a hostage situation, apparent hostage situation. So the, the you know, all the staff fled to the roof and it was all live streamed and all over Twitter. And, you know, the armed police went in the seat, went in to the, uh, into the building and sweeped it. And it turns out there was no hostages at all. So, so what, what actually was the problem then? Well, they're still investigating that. Oh. So we don't know what's happened. No. no. There must we have just been some sort of altercation for every member of staff to flee to the roof, though. Yeah. Must it? It's not like a fire alarm yeah. went off or something and they all just 
I mean, they, they would have gone the wrong way if that was a fire alarm. Yeah. Could you imagine? Best, best place to get out of a skyscraper during a fire is stand on the roof of the burning building. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> Assassin's Creed jump off the top into a hay bale. They've got hay bales around hay. the side of the building just in case. Uh, there is, the, apparently, this is according to um, one of the developers. They were told by company security to barricade themselves and set phones on silent and stay hidden and quiet. Brilliant. I mean, that must be terrifying. They well, didn't... Like, go on. Oh, I was going to say they didn't do a very good job considering it was all over Twitter. They didn't say, didn't say that <laughs> quiet, did they? Right? <laughs> no, I was literally thinking, because we, we were like playing Cold War at the time, weren't we, when yeah. this was happening? And like, we were all just like, oh shit, something's happened at Ubisoft Montreal. Hostage situation, so we're all there on our phones. It's like, you see the helicopter footage. Like, they haven't barricaded anything. The door up to the roof is half open with just a chair loosely placed <laughs> behind it. <laughs> And everyone's just stood around on like looking down at the phones, just texting away, not asked in the slightest. Stood all in front of the door, not even like on the other part of the roof, away from anything. Like if there was a hostage situation, you'd get as far away from that door, you'd barricade it, get as far away, and you wouldn't be on your phone on Twitter, would you? You think it's a monthly thing, and just the police have just caught wind of it, just like a monthly. Hostage situation drill. drill. <laughs> you know, to, to, to play test. We the have new that map in work siege. every Friday. We get an email go around just there, like, right, we're testing the fire alarms today. Don't yeah. panic. Do you right. They just get a work memo just there, like, oh, time for the hostage training. Yeah, okay, everybody, flee to the roof. Yeah, we, 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 we just need to play test the new map from Siege. Okay, we need ideas. Someone be a hostage. I was going to say, how do you think they get the mocap for the next game? It's just all like. My point God. to the employees and get them on the roof. This episode is going to age so poorly or something. It really, really is. Is. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> but oh, no. so, I, I think, like, obviously, we don't know exactly what's happened yet. I think it usually means that, well, my take from that would be there's something that they don't want to get out or share or anything because mm -hmm. Ubisoft put out a statement just basically thanking people for, you know, for wishing them well and stuff like that, but not actually explained anything about what happened. So oh, it's probably nice, something that they don't want to lift the cover was, on just It was yet. just one angry nerd stormed the building pissed off about the new It Assassin's wouldn't Creed. surprise me unless it unless it's one person one angry nerd calling up the cops to the to the Ubisoft department. Mm, it's possible. Like SWAT swatting Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's, yeah, I mean, you know, their addresses kind of open in public so things like mm -hmm. that are possible i suppose but yeah i guess we have to wait to find out more let's hope our jokes weren't in bad taste after the fact <laughs> <laughs> just for the record i stayed quiet throughout that whole thing <laughs> all right no no no, no. you're a fucking moral high ground <laughs> over it you're, you're an johnny esport over here taking the moral high ground <laughs> one of us had to <laughs> yeah um so other than other than ubisoft uh montreal having some issues uh mm. this week We've had some interesting news about some of the new games that have been coming out this week. Um, so we were talking earlier about Demon Souls. Well, there's an article on Kotaku where there's now, because it's, it's basically a remake on the PS5, Demon Souls, um, there's a new mystery door that's appeared in the game and everyone is trying to figure out how to unlock the door. Um, so it's not like news news, but it's just funny that Reddit is now on a mass frenzy trying to figure out how to open a door in a remastered video game. I mean, I'm so to tell you, do you want my hot take on what's going to be behind that door? Go on, nothing. Fuck all. 
a demon. <laughs> what? <laughs> a boss fight, yeah, probably. Controversial. To be fair, you say, you say that about Demon Souls. What the hell were we all doing when Cold War dropped and Zombies Easter Egg was being, you know, <laughs> tacked down? We were on Reddit. We were, you know, what you you lot were watching bloody live streams. I That's wasn't. True. I was trying to crack it for myself. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not that hard to well. think. We did do yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what this reminds me of, though? This door, like, it could just be nothing, you know, like uh, the Mount Chiliad one in <laughs> hey, GTA yeah. 5. That yeah. still hasn't been solved at all. Yeah. It literally could <laughs> just be detail. Prob- yeah, to it's the map. literally just we've got a, more polygons. Let's add a door into this wall. So <laughs> yeah. it's not the developers are like fr- frantically trying to then roll out an update <laughs> to put something behind it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We're well, going to what- get so much flack if we don't. You need to speedrun the game in under a certain amount of time with only a certain weapon, with only like one death, and then it <laughs> unlocks it, and it's probably just going to be like. I don't know, something like a, an oh, yeah. old Silent Hill reference, like a, like, Those weird you know, like when you find out the dog's in control of Silent Hill or something, it's going to be something <laughs> stupid like that. Those weird it's monkey be a chicken people from chair. Halo 3 that are at the right, very beginning <laughs> yeah, of the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently it's like, so some people had used photo mode in the game and you can take a peek behind the War door hats. and apparently there is a balcony where there's a glowing object and so the, they're Ooh. trying to open the door so they can get to the glowing object to see what it does. So people are like trying to put on different pieces of armor and gear, trying to open the door with that and stuff. But so far, no luck. So I, well, I, Can I hazard a guess of what there might be behind there? Yeah, so let's see if we can make this episode not age poorly by you guessing correctly. <laughs> Do we reckon that behind the door is an announcement of a sequel? What the, you touched the glowing object in a trailer for Demon Souls 2. Just Maybe like Demon it Souls opens like remake. text or something or mm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If it's a balcony, it could be overlooking something. You never know. Like I'm not really sure what, what the story of of it is so maybe that yeah who knows because after demon souls they went on to the dark souls franchise and bloodborne and stuff didn't they like yeah so maybe it's like a sequel to like demon souls as opposed to like the next dark souls or something I don't maybe, know. Yeah. that's my theory yeah well it's a theory so i guess it's probably better than no that's theory. it game theory <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure we can use that i think we've just been copyrighted to hell and yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah well speaking of getting copyrighted for various things on the internet i there do you want to talk is. about the next the next news article lawrence i'm not sure no, if I'm, i've I'm, managed I'm, I'm to... all right i'm all right do you want to do it no, I've just <laughs> Sam takes the lead. Oh, okay. uh, the next news article is uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what Lawrence had for tea? What did you have for tea, Lawrence? <laughs> this was a good segue until this is out. Oh, the whole thing's ruined. Okay, I'll bring it back. Go on. Uh, Twitch Twitch streamers are protesting audio takedowns by making their own sound, playing rhythm games with no music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you can imagine this already. And there are video clips of just... There are video clips of just this guy playing... Is is that Rock Band? No. Rocksmith, uh, I think. Rocksmith, yeah. But there's no... like I think he just muted himself. Yeah, he's just kind of humming and singing along to the song by himself and the whole thing's muted. (laughs) (laughs) Because he doesn't want to get copyright strike. But fair enough. (laughs) Just so people can kind of guess what the song is. (laughs) Literally. Although these days you don't know whether that can even get, like, 
These days you can just ask uh, Google or whatever it is, like, mm, mm-hmm. what's this song? And then you'll like sing a bit and it'll go, oh, it's this. And you're like, oh, oh that's a bit creepy, but thanks. This, <laughs> this is apparently in response to Twitch advice to streamers to mute the sound effects and music so they don't get DMC aid. Mm. I mean, they're just following the guidance. I mean, yeah. what more can you do? Just, uh, Twitch as a platform is is so strange because they give you the platform to do these things, but then take no responsibility for you know anything like DMCA or any copyrights happening. They're just kind of like the middleman, where it's like, well, yeah, but you agreed to take responsibility, so we don't have yeah. to do anything. I've seen that it's it's led to a load of problems. Like near enough, mm-hmm. everything on Nick Merckx's Twitch channel has been taken down or muted. Um, and it led to Ninja getting shadow banned for a while. Oh so God. none of his followers or anything could see that it was live or anything. He wasn't appearing on the front page. He wasn't appearing on, you know, the notification bar down the left-hand side. That's you bad. had to actually, like, type into, like, your address bar at the top of your browser, twitch.tv forward slash ninja, to actually find out that he was live yet to get to his channel. That's insane. And I think, um, it- I think it was rectified shortly, but it was freaking everyone out when it happened yeah and it raises uh you know a bigger problem for twitch in general which is really the fact that i can i guess by law twitch don't aren't able to give you the right to broadcast and earn money off of you know technically speaking off of other people's games that you might be playing in the first place but yeah. but it obviously it's just a stupid idea for a game developer to stop a big streamer mm-hmm. from live streaming their game even though if they wanted to legally, it would be considered an infringement of copyright if, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't fall into the Fair Use Act or something. So it's a very thin line that Twitch have already been treading this whole time, yeah. just kind of putting the responsibility on the streamers. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just getting weirder now. It's The, the whole DMCA copyright claim thing is just getting weirder and weirder this year. I mean, it, should, it shouldn't yeah. even be like bigger streamers. Should be like any streamer, it shouldn't be DMCA'd for playing a game like well a lot of them as well it's not just game stuff it's like they're putting other music in the background and stuff like that yeah yeah which obviously like anybody that like looks into it would be like i probably shouldn't be playing the next bring me the horizon album while i'm streaming cod or something you know what i mean yeah 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 but they also need to think like why are people coming to the stream are they coming to listen to the music or are they coming to watch the personality and watch the game yeah they might turn games like that into material, like materials, just for things like just chatting, maybe, and do that mm-hmm. so that there's something that they can do while they're chatting. I don't know. Yeah, I think what they need to do is they need to be more clear with the stuff as well. Like they yeah. update the terms of service all the time and stuff, and they're not clear most yeah. of the time. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people take issue with. Yeah, or they'll. But one of the things that they do when they do update the terms of service and do try to explain things is they give legal advice when they probably shouldn't be. Yeah, and it, I, does, I think it also depends on the country as well that you, you're in. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Like, yeah, it's all different everywhere. Yeah, so like they, they can give legal, legal advice in the US, but if you're in the UK and you get hit by it, like their advice is not up to mm. code or... Yeah, copyright's yeah. different per country, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, I have some news about Steam. Okay. Uh, so Steam? the Steam beta, the new Steam beta... Uh, has ah. added support for PlayStation 5 DualSense controllers. So, oh, I've seen okay. this. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people have been ordering them just to play on PC because apparently yeah. they're a pretty good controller. But 
does it do the haptic feedback, which is the you know the, the unique selling point of this controller? Currently, it doesn't. But they've said, uh, you know, quote unquote, not yet, which means that it will be adding possibly added in the future. Yeah. So the Xbox Series Ooh. X controller is already supported, but they have the new uh, the new triggers that they've got, but they just call it a fancy name, and it's just a little bit better. Whereas yeah. you know, PlayStation Five have this new system that actually needs, I guess, like coding specifically for that controller, the the way that the triggers kind of have that force feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not supported currently on Steam, but they said it, you know, by saying not yet, you're assuming that they will eventually. Uh, I mean, if bring Sony it. do, with the whole like the consoles <clears throat> not kind of like being completely sold out until March, this could be another revenue stream for yeah. Sony. Yeah. But the fact it works for now is is still quite nice. So it's yes. it will work in the Steam beta and then in the future it's only going to get better, I suppose. This is what I was saying to you a couple of episodes ago. Was yeah. like, you know, if the PS5 DualSense controller, if if support for the, the, the new features are added on PC, that's going to mm-hmm. give me a reason to buy that controller. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, yep. Switching over to Xbox now, Lawrence, do you want to take the next little bit of news uh I, I can do i can tr- i can try I'll you can try, try. no promises no Good. promises all right we'll give it your best shot uh, sorry we only agreed to come on this podcast if it was professional uh, uh, you guys we're more professional you than you two <laughs> jesus with our segues i only <laughs> agreed to come on for the rapid news fire segment i don't know about you oh uh, no well well, well no 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 I've, I've still got it in the bag don't worry i've still oh, got it okay for this. oh okay have we got right. a surprise rapid news fire this I've week i've got a surprise rapid news fire i've oh got a my. secret addition to the rapid news fire if you wanted oh to my God. i've got my own news segment ready if you hold want. on a minute oh, why right, does everybody have well. their own news segment this episode <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm fine with it but i'm just you know what you know what you know what you take the xbox one and then we'll do our new segment i think about how i feel a bit yeah i feel like i need to catch up now all right so speaking of xbox then um hyped pixels has uh reported that the ssd inside of the series x uh, is an m2 drive by western digital which can actually be removed by the user apparently the m.2 drive that's inside the xbox one x is a standard m.2 connection and so that means that um if you can get inside of your console um it might be possible in the future to upgrade it so upgrading your own storage inside of the xbox which is a a really big deal for console exclusive players because the biggest kind of downfall of the new systems right now is the storage space it's it's that you're going to be installing maybe two or three next-gen games, and that's your entire thing full, you know? So um, being able... So I, oh, sorry. I was going to say, and also when you open up your Xbox to find that hard drive, you'll also see a cheeky little um, etching. I say etching. It's like uh, it's like moulded in. A little picture of Master Chief as you open really? it. Really? Oh. Yeah, so when, you take, so when you take the two screws off the back, so you have to, like, scratch off a bit of the... Um, like the legal information on the back of it, and then that reveals the second screw, and you un- right. you unscrew that, and you can it takes like the back panel off, and in at the top somewhere there's like I'm assuming it might be one of the drives or sections that come out, but there's a little um, print of Master Chief in there. That's pretty cool. That is pretty it's a little cool. Easter egg. Obviously, we don't encourage anybody to go and 
unscrew the back of your Xboxes. Or... Yeah, that, yeah, that legal thing is probably saying if this label is removed, your warranty is void. But after the warranty is void and you still need some more space, it's, it's highly likely, you know, in the future sometime, if you fancy dabbling in a bit of uh, computery yourself in your Xbox, you might be able to uh, upgrade your storage. So well, that is pretty good as well, though, because like I know with my Xbox One and stuff, like I've had to buy an expansion drive and stuff, so I've got a hard drive attached to it and stuff. But also, say in like four years, if you don't want to get the new, obviously there'll be a new revision of the console. Probably there always is yeah. halfway through the life cycle. Yeah. If you wanted to, you could maybe get a, like a new SSD from four years in the future with faster read speeds and stuff like that, and maybe you won't have to get the revision if you pay to get a new hard drive maybe wait did you just say we have to go four years into the future marty I mean, we've got to go back for the ssd drive <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get it on the way Dark. i'm just here with my crystal ball just there like oh yes four years least... in the future seven terabytes Ooh. will be the new 100 dollar drive the thing is, oh, is yes. at least you can we've do got quadruple triple flops fucking ssds <laughs> i don't mean like traveling in the future but at least you can have external storage with your xbox one because right now there isn't a solution for that with your playstation 5 i don't believe no at least not yeah at least you can go buy like a third party you know like i've got a regular Mm. what is it seagate it's not the official xbox one but Mm. it's just one that i bought on amazon because it was on sale and it's like a two terabyte one and it's yeah. just yeah, Seagate WD Passport or something. Yeah, and it just <laughs> it just does the job. But if you we, I think PlayStation owners have to wait for an official, like an official expansion to come out yeah, to be able to that, do that. That's from Seagate themselves. Yeah, so they have well, to wait for Seagate to bring it out. Seagate do Xbox branded ones as well, but they're always more expensive when you could just use a normal one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the stupid SanDisk SD cards that are just Nintendo Nintendo oh. branded. Oh yeah, and they're marked yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And I like legit, you know, legitimately, it's like you can buy this SD card, and it's like Nintendo Switch compatible. You must buy this one if you want the plan. And it's just an SD card with a Mario like thing. Mushroom on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, so yeah. much more expensive. I literally, when I got my Switch on Amazon Prime now, so within two hours, I got the um, the one that was four times the size and it was 20 quid less. <laughs> it's four times the size and 20 quid left just because it didn't have a Mario mushroom on. Oh my God. I apologize about the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> this, this happens every this time is true we get real. This is true get real, but the gate oh, gets rid we're, of it. We're, don't, don't worry. We're officially grounded true. now. We're getting the full experience over here yeah. this week, which is very nice. It's oh my! If I just yeah, stay quiet, crossover. If I just stay quiet, the gate will get rid of it. So don't worry, just carry on. I'm putting it. I'm leaving this in. You're That's too saying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's right. It for next the news. news segment. No, that's it. That was the only. That was the last bit of uh, main did, so did, news. Did either of you two have news or any news you want to present before I do my quick fire flash news? I've got I've got some esports news, but I don't know what Sam's got. I can start off the quick fire news. I've got one oh story God. to start oh it off, and you can follow oh, okay. it up, Lawrence, if you okay. really want. Okay, right. We'll do our right. regular scheduled, unscheduled quick fire news round then. <laughs> um, Let me just reload. Hang on. <laughs> 
Uh, so, Sam, you can start, and then Lawrence will just have to take over. It's fine. I've got an LMG. Then I'll do You're mine ready. at the end. I'm hoping that the dogs start barking. Start, stop barking. Stop barking. I want reloading sounds in the background. Just make it sound I've got the different. stopwatch ready for this quick fire mode, guys. Sometimes quick. when this gets a bit extreme, me and Chris actually just stop and wait in silence and just listen to them bark. <laughs> and then I'll leave a little note and say, cut this bit out. So. <laughs> <laughs> the only bit of editing we do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is getting rid of the dog breaks. Yeah. Thanks to my, my three very small yet loud, loud dogs. Small in size, do large my... in spirit. Right, I think we're do safe. I... Right, are we ready? Do you want me to do my news before the quick fire or do you want me to go afterwards? Let's, oh. let's go after the quick Let's Let's okay, do the quick okay. fire first and then we'll. Go, 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 go. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Right. <gasps> Halo Infinite Craig the Brute meme is now an official t-shirt worn by Microsoft employees. Wow. Wow. What? Nice. That was a mouthful. <laughs> Just a bit, wasn't it? He's been practicing all week for this moment. That was a very quick fire. Go, Lawrence. Sorry, yeah. Um, oh, you've thrown me off. <laughs> Where's the quick fire? <laughs> Look, the gun's jammed. Hang on. You've got two seconds left on the timer. Party Shooter Duck Game has a big update adding eight-player mode. Okay. Creators of the, of the 13 remake apologise for technical issues after a disastrous launch. How was it a disaster? I don't know. Keep, keep, keep going. No keep time. Going. You, you ran me over. Keep going. <laughs> Ubisoft is adding achievements to Assassin's Creed Valhalla after all. How did they have time to do that in the middle of Timely, a heist? Because that's a game definitely is coming to Steam after all. <laughs> <laughs> did we make it? Halo oh. 4 is coming on November 17th. Wait, what? What was that? Halo 4 is coming to PC on November 17th. Oh, great. So it's out now. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Came out yesterday. Came out yesterday. Great. Anything you, else? You, you, no, you disrupted me too much. Me, I'm, oh, right, well, yeah. I'm sad to report that the podcast has been cancelled because we were 30 seconds <laughs> oh, over your rapid fire oh, news segment. Oh, so we thought we'd have, we'd the, have a good The higher-ups have, have sent me a memo down. You are the higher-ups. What do I mean? <laughs> a memo down? Down where? <laughs> Just Sam, te- Sam and Chris texting each other. What do you think? Yeah, this is not very well. This is it. No, we we've probably... got one of those pneumatic tube things. It. You know that they've got round like postal services. We've got one link in our houses. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> like one of those tubes down. that you chuck a letter in and it like <laughs> shits. They top. used to have one of those things in my local pharmacy, and then they got rid of it. And I was just like, "Well, why did you put it there then? If you were going to get rid of it." <laughs> it just wasn't good enough, apparently. So much infrastructure for nothing. Opticians love those. They Why love is your pharmacy things. big enough that it needs a pneumatic pipe? Like that's for like a post office, like depot or something. I don't know. It was like you, you would just say that you wanted something, and then they would go in the back, and then it would like come out the tube going around the ceiling and come down in front of the reception desk. It's like what the fuck? It's pharmacy. It was not with the people near you that they needed a massive pharmacy that big. It wasn't a big. The pharmacy didn't change in size. It just it didn't. It still doesn't. No, Welcome to just... the Get Real Logistics podcast where we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> where we talk pneumatic pipes and other logistics. I'm your host, Tubi McTubeface. Don't worry, guys. I've played enough. What's it? Satisfactory to know what I'm doing. Right yes, now. exactly. I've, I've played enough. American Truck Simulator to know the logistics of the truck from Colorado <laughs> to New York. Brilliant. But serious, did you know what the Craig the Brute meme is? 
because without any context, I don't feel like that's going to land. Is that, is that the, the really badly rendered? Oh wait, was that the boss one that had the speech, but it looked like it was two polygons? No. So this is basically <laughs> during that same Halo gameplay where he's like just shooting and taking out um, taking the Covenant. There's a moment where a brute comes really close to the player. And if you freeze it at just the right moment, it's this really like a bitch faced looking brute. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have to. <laughs> if you search Craig the Brute on Google, as you're listening to this podcast, um, you will see the uh, the absolute bitch face uh, brute from Halo Infinite. And apparently, <laughs> it they, just looks like a gorilla, just like, bro. It does, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, apparently, they have it on t shirts, and Phil Spencer confirmed that they wear them around the office because it turned uh. into such a massive meme. They got his face printed. Oh, apparently, he's, he's the official Xbox mascot now. Oh, the Xbox Series X? Yeah, he's the, he's the new official Xbox mascot. Oh, <laughs> According no. to Phil Spencer. Well, that was an eventful quick fire news round, wasn't it? And, uh, and I'm hearing. I, I don't like sharing it. Um, um, I feel. Oh no! It's mine. I'm hearing from the higher ups that Chris has got some esports news that also <laughs> needs a, a very time-consuming sting made for. So, <laughs> Chris, I'm just going to let you do whatever, and I'll just try and work around it. Okay. <laughs> Cue the cue the newsreel. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that we say? Esports news. <laughs> Johnny it needs to be like CNN. Johnny, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so should I do like a broadcast voice this week in esports news? <laughs> yeah. no, so, if this gets popular enough, we're gonna have to bring you back every single episode. Really? You do know this, don't no, you? So, so there has been some pretty big news in the world of esports this week, especially in the Call of Duty realm. Anyway, um, so. I want to first off bring the tone down to then bring it back up. Sadly, uh, Firo, one of the professional Call of Duty players for the Florida Mutineers, has passed away at the age of 21. That's Ooh, very um, young. Ooh, that is very young. Exactly. He was like like prime of his career. He was about to go so far. Like He brought the Florida, Florida Mutineers up from like a nothing team almost at the beginning of the season to they were winning homestands and stuff. Mm. Uh, and he was just like carrying like so hard like he was such a good player he will be missed from the community obviously all the professionals out there and previous professionals and stuff have paid their respects he died of multiple heart attacks um it wasn't anything Jeez. suspicious it was yeah so his family wanted it to be known that it wasn't anything um anything worrying you like mm. it was just sadly a really unfortunate health um situation but there it is um to bring the the mood back up, to bring the mood back up. Yeah, now I feel sad. Um, uh, so massive news in the CDL league. So like both these stories are entwined. But so LA has two spots in the CDL league, and one of them has now been purchased by 100 Thieves. That's right, 100 Thieves and Matthew Nadeshot Hague are back in the CDL with um, LA Thieves, is what the team is called. Um, so they stepped out of season one because the buy-in price was too high and they didn't really think they weren't sure how it was going to go they didn't know if it was going to be fiscally sound for them to do so they stepped back but after some swapping and changing around with the league and stuff they decided to come back into the league and they have got a lot of old 100 Thieves um, team members back from some of their old rosters 
So I reckon they're going to be a formidable team to go up against this year. But I think they stepped out of it in year one because it was like a million to a million and a half buy-in for the league. Whoa. Yeah. That's a huge... Like, it costs a lot to buy one of these franchise spots. But in other news surrounding that, so the reason that they got a spot was because it was previously owned by Optic Gaming, who had been bought out by Infinity, and then they got bought out by uh, Immortals. So the trademark was sort of all up in the air, and obviously they lost Hector, Rodrigue, uh, Hector Rodriguez, who was the, like the founder and like the heart and soul of 100 Thieves. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, not 100 Thieves, Optic Gaming. He left and made um, Chicago Huntsman over at NRG organization. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he has now reacquired the Optic, Gra- Optic Gaming branding. So we've now got Optic Chicago. Huntsman have changed to being Optic Gaming now. It's so good to be back. The Green Wall is back. I've been a massive fan of um, Optic Gaming since we were kids, pretty much, since they first started. When we all went to gaming convention back in the day, (laughs) I was there watching them in the tournament, got a photo with Hector and stuff like that. Man, it feels good to be an Optic Gaming fan again. Like, having to step away from a year, like, I'm watching the games and not being able to cheer for Optic Gaming and just, like, hating the sight of them. And now... Now it's back. Feels good. It so, does feel good. So, just for some context for people who don't really understand the esports league and stuff, can you just explain a little bit about where those teams, like how that fits in with kind of like how a league works or things like that? Yeah. So basically, what they're trying to do now with esports to make it more recognised, um, sort of formidable sports category within like the Western world, they are starting to structure it a lot more like. Um, like football or real sports so Uh they started off with like obviously there's loads of different leagues and stuff but overwatch league and call of duty league are now selling off like state like they're selling off uh franchise locations and then people are making teams around those locations so it's sort of like how you have manchester or liverpool in the premier league Uh you now have the london royal ravens you have uh, now LA Thieves, you have the Chicago Huntsman who are now Optic Chicago, you have the New York Subliners. So it's given an identity to all these different brands instead of just having like 60 teams out there which need to play loads of games to see if they qualify for a tournament and then you play in that tournament and if you win, it gets you a better seed and in the next tournament. This is a league now. So every other week there is a homestand which is set in one of the different cities and obviously they have a tournament between the teams that are invited to them and you get a certain amount of points for winning each um a different position so if you come first you get more points obviously than if you came last and then at the end of the season you have the the championship playoffs so it's like the top i think it was the top six teams from that then go into the playoff brackets all these leagues so it's sound basically like, uh... making it these leagues sound a bit like battle passes. <laughs> uh, do they? Well, you know, the seasons and, you know, you have to, you know. <laughs> no, it, it sounds like sports, Richard. <laughs> I, wonder when, I wonder when other sports are going to go more like real sports, quote unquote. Like, when's the egg and spoon race going to get nationalised? <laughs> I mean, teams? as soon as, like, organisations are pumping millions into it, you know what I mean? Well, the egg, the you know, poultry business, it's big, the, it's booming. The egg industry needs, yeah. needs a, And everybody's needs got a, a spoon in the house. It's it's a common household name these days, spoons. All we need is, like, the money men behind Man City to just be like, right, we're putting together an egg and spoon team. <laughs> 250 million quid going into it. 
This yeah. league is like starting. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're in charge of that now, Lawrence. Okay, I'll I'll update you in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. So yeah, there is some other stuff in the esports world, but they were like the main headlines. Like there's different mm. organizations picking up Warzone players and stuff. Vicstar yeah. is finally uh, joined Royal Ravens. Oh really? Vicstar is part of the um, Royal Ravens. Yeah, yeah, he joined wow. Royal Ravens on the Warzone team. So Vicstar yeah. from the Sidemen, yeah. he was he was like uh, looking to join an organization for his esports side of stuff, separate from Sidemen. Um, and there was rumours for ages who he was going to join, but he's joined London Royal Ravens because he's an English lad. So mm-hmm. these yeah. big teams, he's, they they can play any game, right? Or no? So like generally, like you've got an organisation who then like with the franchise league. So the organisation, so say NRG now owns the Optic Gaming branding. They've got Optic Chicago, which is their Call of Duty team. Yeah, but then under the Optic Chicago branding they might then start a Warzone team as well to enter Warzone competitions. Right. So basically, they pay the players a salary, and if they win prize money, then it goes into the company and they get a cut of the prize money. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Nice. Well explained, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was a fantastic eSports news. eSports! That was a great eSports. You have to do an official outro. That was a great eSports moment. I've been Chris Captures, and thanks for listening to the Esports Report. Thanks, Chris. Next, we're going to move on to over to Sam with the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, what's it looking like out there? (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Sam. (laughs) Thanks, Sam. Oh God! Uh, You could say though. He's not wrong. I gave you the perfect opportunity to say it's pretty cold out there. And segue us into the next section. Oh, sorry. Let me. Let me. Let me retake that. <clears throat> okay. Sam, what's the weather out, out like? That. that well, <laughs> I thought we all knew this again. was going to be carnage going in. in didn't we? In. Not saying it again. <laughs> not saying it. Between the temperature and the wind out there, you'd think there was some kind of cold war going on outside. Wow. Oh my God. That moves us swiftly into our main <laughs> conversation today. As swiftly as please, as swift as we can. Honestly, um, oh my days! We have all been squatting up. This is why you two are here today. It's because we've been playing together the new Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Mouthful of a game what title. We've been doing. <laughs> well, I don't know what you've been doing. <laughs> I'm technically I'd, still I'd playing it. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. So am I. <laughs> oh my god! I had to turn it off because I couldn't. Like, there's only so much lobby music I was prepared to listen to while we did this. There's this thing called a mute button. Maybe you want to invest in that. <laughs> I'll just inv- where do I buy this mute button? <laughs> Absolutely can I buy one savage. for you? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I can I can set you up with one, lad. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of? Uh, so, what do you guys think of Cold War so far? Then we've had a good go on it now. We've had, we played quite a bit of it. We've all played different parts of it. Yeah. But what do you think? Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts. Anybody Don't all jump at once. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I I just had Johnny Esports, so I'm letting somebody else talk. Uh, I'll go first then. So, yeah, it's good. I'm actually quite pleasantly surprised by... like I've ne- I think Modern Warfare really revitalised the franchise, and so we've, we've spoken about this already. Mm-hmm. But to me that kind of Warzone not only 
being the one thing that we keep going back to. But I think like the battle pass system has just made it extremely addictive to keep up with. And yeah. not only did Modern Warfare feel really good to play, but Cold War takes a lot of that same aspect. So I've already been quite hyped up about it. To me, it's awesome. Um, I really like the setting that they've gone with because it's different to what we've had. It's not World War Two. It's not modern. It's like in a cool era where we've not really touched upon too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah, I've played a bit of the campaign. I've played a lot of zombies. I've played a lot of multiplayer. Uh, the camp, What they're doing with the campaign is really good. Um yeah, I enjoy it. It's good. I'm pleasantly surprised by... It's better than Infinite Warfare, put it that way. Yeah, well, <laughs> not difficult. I mean, Bug Snacks is probably better than Infinite Warfare, let's be honest. Godfall's probably better than Infinite Warfare. No, let's not get too crazy. Come on. <laughs> I just nearly spat my water everywhere. <laughs> Lawrence, what did you think of Cold War? Well, I've only played a little bit of the campaign and mainly zombies. I haven't actually been able to touch the multiplayer yet. Okay. Um, I have grievances with it already, um, which I hope will be fixed. See, it, I... It's good, but it's not quite Modern Warfare for me. And I, like, I'm like, I'm with Sam. Modern Warfare has like got me back into Call of Duty after years of not playing it. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, it, it has the potential for sure. I'm not writing it off just yet but i do have some grievances with it yeah i mean sam can attest that when me and me and sam started playing when we got up on on the friday morning to start playing there was i had a few games where i was getting a bit mm, on the multiplayer i was getting a bit annoyed by some things but actually after getting used to the differences and just kind Mm. of i think a lot of it was just unlocking the basic gear and like just getting trashed yeah. by people who had already unlocked loads of stuff. By the time I'd like dialed in, because another thing was I was playing on controller instead of mouse and keyboard, which I'm not used to because of my shoulder. It's kind of like what I have to be doing right now. Once I kind of got used to it and into it, I ch- it changed like my mind on it like totally. And of course, zombies yeah. has really helped with that. Um, but now I'm like always pumped to play multiplayer, even though we kind of lack a lot. There's only like eight maps at the moment or something of the basic multiplayer yeah. so that's the only kind of thing that's a bit like oh come on you can do a bit more you know but i think that you will get more into it the more that we do play it so yeah chris what about you what did you uh, yeah I'm, I'm like right in the same sort of headspace that you guys are like a lot of people would argue that Modern Warfare wasn't that great. Like, I know a lot of people did not like how that game played. I liked how that game played, like, all as for liked how that game played. And But Black Ops has always been my series of games. The Treyarch games have always just played better for me. I've always been better at them. Um, I was pretty good at Modern Warfare, but I'm, I'm a better at Black Ops games. And mm. this feels like a nice middle ground between the previous Black Ops, game, uh, Black Ops games and how Treyarch games feel to play mixed with now the modern sort of gameplay from modern warfare so it feels like a really nice middle ground um yeah i'm so glad the zombies is back that feels really different but really good to play yeah uh, haven't started the multi uh the sorry the campaign yet but i know i'm gonna love that because the other black ops games have been really cool um so yeah i'm, I'm really positive at the moment i think obviously there's a lot of server issues and cross play isn't integrated amazingly at the moment we're having loads of issues trying to get in the lobbies together um like you said the map count is nowhere near high enough um but 
overall i like the way it plays and i think these small little like niggles that we've got with it can get fixed so as soon as like the server issues and stuff are fixed like that i think i'm going to be pretty solid with this game and it feels like something that i could keep playing after even like when next year's call of duty comes out because Mm -hmm. i like the way it plays well, at that point, we'll have uh, gotten the Onslaught game mode uh, finally on PC and Xbox, <laughs> so we can look forward to that. Yeah. Finally, yeah. But the, the fact that this has zombies and we're going to get new zombies maps and content throughout the year, it just means that like we're going to keep playing this game for like another like three, four years until we get uh, the next Treyarch game with maybe more zombies on. Here's an interesting question, because I know at the moment Warzone has like the battle pass right and it's currently not even part of cold war it's going to be transitioning over when the first season starts in december on cold war uh, right now when you hit warzone it takes you out of cold war and puts you back in modern warfare so but that that's got the season pass so how do you think they're going to roll out con- like dlc content like you know new zombies maps and things like that do you think it's going to be free content or do you think it's going to be part of a battle pass because it used to they, be dlc uh, packs right it used to be map packs it used to be they announced that all uh dlc content is going to be free so you heard it here first even if you don't... <laughs> free content well, you, heard, you heard it at the zombies reveal first like a month ago <laughs> but yeah like so they said so even if you didn't get the battle pass with modern warfare you still got the maps like certain mm-hmm. content is rolled out to every player it's just obviously the unlockables that you get through the season pass so this year like all the zombies content is going to be free which is amazing because it's going to bring so much of the community along because yeah. remember when we were younger and stuff like that sometimes like on black ops one say when the new map pack came out if like one of us couldn't get it that month or something like we just couldn't afford it or something that month because we were like Four we were kids without jobs. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah. it's like, Mum, <laughs> Mum, can I have some pocket money? Can I please shoot some Nazis in the head, please? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're not real Nazis, the zombies. It's fine, it's game. Yeah, I'm on the moon. Yes, um, I play with my friends, not random strangers. <laughs> yeah, what is like, this audio drama days. popped into? What's going on? <laughs> it's, like, new, it's a new radio show. <laughs> Get me means radio that, like, drama. Jesus. It means that the entire community can go along the journey together and stuff, and it's not like blocked off behind a paywall and stuff. So yeah, that I'm super like excited it's, for it's, the new zombies story. Mm-hmm. That feels like the norm right now. The whole free DLC that feels like very normal now to the industry, and that's you know that's great. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's either like you get by like an expansion pass where it's like it's going to be like the whole size of the game all over again, mm-hmm. or they roll it out for free over a period of a year or something. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, they didn't really give that much extra in like the deluxe edition of the game did they it was kind of just like no. some cosmetics and some cod points and that was about it really so they're, they're pushing the cod point aspect of it aren't they that's where they're getting yeah like the residual income like throughout the year is going to be through cod points to get new skins and stuff yeah which is a better like you guys have obviously talked about loot boxes on the thing it's better to do it like that and like if people want to support the game by buying new in-game customization which doesn't affect how the game plays that works a lot better and it doesn't cut out any part of the audience either you don't need to load into a separate playlist just because you haven't bought the battle mm. pass and you don't have the new maps yeah definitely. it works a lot better yeah. yeah for sure sam and lawrence you guys have uh played some of the campaign right you played some of the camp because i've not played that yet and chris has not played that yet so do one of you want to talk about what you've played of the campaign so far 
Yeah. Um, so I'm up to the mission called. It's no spoiler with the mission name, um, but it's called Operation Green Light Red Light that I'm up to. Um, yellow light, yeah, red light, I, I've green light. Really enjoyed- Green means Green go. Light, red, light. red lorry, yellow go. lorry, red, red lorry, stop, yellow red lorry. Stop, go, go, stop, <laughs> stop, go, go, stop. Um, no, yeah, I, it's really different, and I'm sure Lawrence will attest to this as well, but it's a really different approach that they took with the campaign because no spoilers uh, for obviously what happens in the campaign, but the gist of it is is that you create your character and you get to mm-hmm. pick like certain traits and stuff that you want to help influence how you play the game. So you can pick like from a variety of different uh, stat boosts and stuff. And when you as part of creating your character, you can choose a backstory, and that actually changes how you interact with some of the other characters in the campaign, which is kind of interesting. There's this yeah. kind of like uh, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but like if, um, for example, like the uh, what's that bit on Destiny where you go where all the traders are and stuff? Um, uh, the tower. Oh, oh, yeah, the tower. there's a Jesus. bit where it's like the tower from Destiny where you can like interact with the other characters and you know, the choices that you make affect that and you, you actually get choices in the campaign, which is cool. And That's pretty cool. Mm, it, yeah, it's, very, it, it's, it's awesome. It's very RPG. It is very RPG, yeah. It's definitely got an element of RPG to it, and that's very, very, very different for Call of Duty. But it's different enough where it makes it interesting. Uh, The setting's really good. Uh, Just some of the, you know, Call of Duty campaigns are always really known for, like, the big action set pieces that they have in there and just some of the moments in there. Uh, It definitely doesn't uh, skimp out on that, Um and yeah, I, I really like it. Graphically wise, like when you've got some of the cutscenes in the campaign, it is phenomenal. It's absolutely insane. Like you've got, um, you've, you've saw it as part of the trailer, but you've got like President Regan in there and you've got all the close-ups of the characters and it, it you can just absolutely see where it's like moved over in the last few years. Um, yeah, yeah I, I dig it. The campaign's really interesting. Like I said, I'm only like about a handful of missions through, so I don't know how far through I am. But um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I don't know whether you are on the same page, Lawrence, or whether there's anything else that you um, think. About. I'm, I'm, I'm like in two, two missions in, so you know, I'm, I'm still right at the beginning. But even like that has kind of captured my interest, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I do want to play through the whole campaign. Um, but yeah, I completely mirror what, what Sam said. It's, it's it's also got the RPG elements and the cre- the character creation thing. I already knew about, and I was really really excited because I was like, "How are they going to incorporate this?" Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm looking to play more. Yeah, I didn't really know about that until you mentioned it. So it's really cool. And what what I think is nice and what was what makes the campaign uh, such a like a refreshing thing. Not only obviously the mechanics of the RPG stuff, but the fact that the setting is kind of like that in between, uh, not really future and not really like the past kind of thing. It, it allows us to see things like Reagan and, and have a story like that, that we can appreciate a lot more as well. And, and it's not something that we, we can imagine it kind of be more realistic because it's based off of, you know, a lot of real, realist, uh, real things that, that happen in in a story way, you know. Well, it's yeah, also 
quite interesting about some of the campaign missions is like obviously you'd have like stealth missions and stuff in in old call of duties and and things like that mm. but there's there's actual moments where you can choose to go in stealthily and there is like a mechanic for stealth mm. um and then or you can choose to go all guns blazing but then that might affect some of the other objectives you'll have in that game and like even like side objectives in certain missions you have like a way of which you can go around that and you can affect the final outcome of it um where you know you, you it's it's like a it's like a choice tree so it gives you and you don't know which way that's going to pay off it's like some of the achievements because i had some of them flash up when um my console was on standby you know how on xbox ones it shows up like progress on some achievements mm, and one of them was yeah. like do a certain mission and then redo that certain mission with different choices so ah. yeah it's it's interesting like i say it, it gives you that little bit more commitment and i normally rush through call of duty campaigns and just get them done but with this i kind of like stopped myself and thought you know what i'm really going to kind of take my time find all like the evidence collectibles because the collectibles are actually um something that will help you with side missions that you can choose to do mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's cool man it's it's, it's, it's uh, that replayability it's as well isn't it it's like you're able you know it gives you a level yeah. of replayability by asking you to go back and do it with different uh different choices and stuff yeah you find you're remembering your choices yeah you're remembering your choices so that when you go back you can do something else and see what that outcome is i think i think the black ops stories of to me have always been the most interesting with mason and all those characters um what are the numbers interesting what do the numbers mean and like i feel like they're gonna tie back into that with the whole red door thing in this game Mm. and that's gonna be like a really interesting thing like like you said, like the Black Ops games for me aren't quite let me rush through this as fast as I can, whereas the Modern Warfare ones normally are. Like the Modern Warfare ones have cool characters and cool moments in, but it's sort of like you kind of want to get to the from the beginning to like the beginning of Act Three, something cool happens, and then the final mission. Yeah, like yeah. with the Modern Warfare games, whereas I think the Black Ops ones have a lot more twists and turns, and they do keep you more engaged in the story. So the fact that it's so replayable as well, it seems really good, and the fact that someone like sam who normally would just speed run through a campaign is willing to like take the time and appreciate the story i think credit to treyarch for the story that they're putting together for it i mean it's more out there than like i think it's a nice um it's a nice comparison to the modern warfare because the thing about the modern warfare campaign is that it was all very realistic And a lot of the warfare you see in it is, you know, there's these like bloody viral videos where you get real, uh, real Navy SEAL reacts to this mission in Modern Warfare. And he's Mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty accurate. It's like I watched um, something about, you know, the Modern Warfare mission where you go through the building. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, uh, the house. in London yeah you go for the building and you yeah, go for yeah, the yeah. house in London and then you go from like room to room and door to door and it's very much like you go up the stairs very slowly and it's quite you know it's quite realistic into how you would do things some things are a bit questionable but um well based off what the real person reacted to it saying but most of it is like yeah that's actually what you'd do whereas the black ops campaign 
there's moments in Black Ops which are out there and that's a nice because it mm. takes you back to that whole bit craziness going on in Call of Duty where you're just in a city and all of a sudden there's like two million people with machine guns shooting at you on rooftops that have just appeared <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's nice because it's a bit refreshing versus that. Yeah, Black Ops definitely seem like, you know, sort of like wartime thriller movies. That's what they always seem to be. Because like we had Vietnam, we've had the Cold War, we've had uh, bringing it into like modern day, but it was like a modern Cold War with some of the later games and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, lots of nuclear standoffs all the time and stuff. But so Black Ops like like to go larger than life, but in this really cool sort of theatrical way. Yeah. So uh, like you said, compared to last year's Modern Warfare, it is like back to basics with the call of duty although i did love yeah. last year's campaign i thought it was really cool to have this new take on it i thought it really worked for the setting of that game mm-hmm. but now being back in the black ops universe it's just it, it works so much better mm. for, for me it kind of like black ops is like almost the guardians of the galaxy style while <laughs> modern warfare is the avengers style so the avengers like you know yeah. super serious while guardians of the galaxy can like go completely <laughs> off the rails it's that kind of see for me contrast. black ops is guardians of the galaxy and modern warfare was like james bond modern warfare was black hawk down was what it was compared <laughs> yeah, to guardians yeah. of the galaxy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough yeah i, saw, I did um, like the fact that the price was ex-military like the guy who played him in modern warfare in the new yeah, one was, was ex-military, ex-military yeah. and he was a scouter which makes him better <laughs> fight me, uh, fight me. <laughs> I saw actually, but the fact that they had ex-military people playing the roles just led lended credence to it whereas now they're going mm. fucking yeah let's blow up a fucking plane on our own way yeah that's it's quite interesting though, car. because um i feel like they've done a similar thing with the operators in um or they will do a similar thing with the operators for Black Ops because I swear the Portanova operator in Black Ops for multiplayer looks exactly like someone who plays one of the um, hostage negotiators in Money Heist. Like literally, <laughs> literally, I, I, I can't stress. I think how... it looks like Baron Zemo. <laughs> no, well, Beck definitely looks like Baron Zemo. Um, but yeah, one the Portanova is like the um, ginger redhead oh, okay. woman on the other side uh but literally looks exactly like this person um but yeah no it's uh yeah it's good uh in terms of multiplayer uh, it's basically still call of duty yeah very much mm. not really much to say in terms of multiplayer in terms of multiplayer and not zombies yet but i'd be quite interested to hear what you guys don't like about the game so far because i think a lot of people have had a bit of criticism around the multiplayer well, for that, I, I did look into Metacritic because I wanted to see you know, what the user scores, and it's not good overall. Like, we're looking at 4.0s across the board on user score. Out of 10? Out of 10. That's worse than Godfall. Yeah, but Whoa. I feel like you can't really go off Metacritic scores and stuff like that for Call of Duty because they always tend to have pretty low scores because there's obviously big haters out there, like the people who prefer, prefer like, uh, the Battlefield games. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Battlefield comes out a lot less regularly than Call of Duty so when they want a new first person shooter they hop back over to Call of Duty and they don't yeah, like yeah. it and also a lot of people just like they are even within the Call of Duty fan base there's a division there's like Modern Warfare players and there's Black Ops players I tend to mm-hmm. find um, so yeah uh, I, I don't really base off much judgement off the scores but 
I think the lack of map diversity is an issue. But yeah. I like the way that it plays. What do we all think about like the pace of the multiplayer? Some of it's good, and then there are some maps where, uh, like Miami, for instance, I find the games in Miami, um, like let's say just team deathmatch or something, like halfway to three quarters of the way through the match, like it, the game's dead. Like, no, it's so difficult to find anyone to shoot, and like there's nobody dying or anything like that. So there's a couple of, a couple of uh, maps like that. And I also really think that Cartel is is a very messy map for like just just what I think personally. Um, I love the. See, I really like playing on Cartel. Yeah, I don't know I, why I just click with it. I think it's just personal preference, really. Like I love. Um, I don't know the name of it, but the one that's got like um, a, a plane in the middle of a warehouse for like test runs. Classified. Of, yeah, yeah. So I like that one. Um, but I was saying earlier, uh, while we were playing some multiplayer with you, Chris, earlier, that um, we're waiting to find like a map that's going to be like, is there going to be one that is the classic map? Like we've had, you know, you have Rust on Modern Warfare 2, Shipment on Modern Warfare 1. There are tons of classic maps that you could probably think of and pull off the top of your head from different Call of Duty games. Mm-hmm. But so far, I haven't really seen one in Cold War that I've gone, that's going to be a classic map, you know? Because there's only eight main multiplayer maps anyway, so there's not much. And Mm -hmm. well, yeah, Newtown, that's a classic map, but it's not. But that's a that's a recurring map already, isn't it? Like it it brings with it already a judgment with it. But Mm. we were also going through the games, uh, the maps from Modern Warfare. It's like which one of these maps is going to be like really favorably remembered in years to come. It's like Gunrunner is a really interesting play to uh, map to play like competitively and like actually putting an effort with the team. uh, Hackney Yard was pretty decent. Yeah, uh, but there's no likes. There's no like. Uh, what was the other one that I mentioned? They're not even my favorite maps on there. I can't remember. I can't remember now. <laughs> See, I don't I've remember already. Like, like uh, they're not up there with like the rusts or the shipments or the new yeah, towns and stuff. No. So, yeah. but it's also hard to tell until like a year or so down the line. It's like which map do you wish got remastered? Like which one do you want to jump back onto? Like Firing Range has been remastered on all the Black Ops games pretty much. Like Firing Range is a really good get- uh, map. Got mm. remastered into studio and stuff, but it takes a while for you to realize like it's normally by the end of that game's life cycle you're like, okay, these are the maps that I like. These are the maps that I want to play. Yeah. But one thing that I do like about the multiplayer is, like, I love all of the uh, gun progression and, like, leveling system and stuff. I really like it in this one. Uh, I, you have to unlock things as you go. And and just the way that progression, especially with, like, like the camos, really feel, maybe feel nostalgic to back when you would grind camos and prestiges and stuff. Like, I feel mm-hmm. a lot more tied into the nostalgic uh call of duty that i used to love this mm-hmm. year than than last year with modern warfare definitely yeah i think i think the way they've done challenges and calling car challenges and stuff like this in this game obviously it's the way that the black ops games has always always done it and the mm. way that modern warfare games used to do it until last year i think last year's challenge thing was too messy there was too many different challenges in different locations you got dailies weeklies season pass ones you got officer progressions you got then just challenges that you can select which ones you're doing there was too many and it was too messy to get the stuff that you wanted yeah, whereas indeed. on this one like you can clearly give yourself a goal and you can work on all of them at the same time yeah and it's not just going to give you like a sticker that you're never going to use or like uh, a spray you know it's not like 
Because that's what you'd unlock in a lot of these situations. It'd be like double XP tokens or like a spray or something. You'd be like, well, you know, I don't care about this. A dongle for your weapon that yeah. you're never going to look at. Well, the dongles, are, depending on the dongle, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed a couple of those dongles, Chris. There's a sword <laughs> dongle. dongle. There's a sword dongle. They, they have dongles in Cobalt. There's dongles in in this one. So yeah, but I mean, like yeah, but you're not pushing for them all the time as your rewards are. You whereas with this, like, like I remember, like back on Black Ops Two and also on Modern Warfare Two and Three. I remember, like, I'd be like, oh, I love that camo, so I'm going to push for that. Like, yeah, I'm going to shoot down every air kill streak there is going and stuff like that yeah. like you see one that you like and it has more of a sense of identity whereas on last year's modern warfare you were just kind of like i don't feel like i'm really getting anything for completing these challenges you didn't really want to push towards it except for just getting xp to reset your progression yeah one of the things richard brought up then was feeling like classic call of duty and i think that goes also into the gameplay because they got rid of the mounting system which i sorely missed but it does feel that kind of Back to basics, back to the foundations of boots of on the Call ground gameplay. Exactly, uh, boots on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I think like, although this one has loads of different weapon stats, it is a lot more um, user friendly. It's easier for people to just jump in and play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love like, the wild cards. It's and a lot love, more beginner friendly. Yeah, I do love like all the customization and the they they gave you pretty good starting loadouts and they're not too complicated. So I think that that's quite nice then as you unlock new things as you level up um which brings me to the next question which is uh what do you all think what do you all think of the prestige system now because it's, it's different than than previous years so uh, run me through how it works properly because i haven't checked this out properly so is it like a mixture between how it used to be in last year's is it um so i mean i might be completely wrong to all the people who know this off the top of their heads but um as far as i know there is, uh, you get your one to whatever level it is. 55. 55 to prestige. Um, and then every time you prestige uh, in a season, you get a prestige key. And if you, uh, if you keep hold of those prestige keys, there'll be a prestige shop that opens up soon uh, where you can buy exclusive items only with those prestige keys that you've earned from prestiging. So it kind of motivates you to work towards prestiging, which is something that I don't think we've really seen that much in the past. And then also, um, so I'm not 100% on all of it yet, but uh, yeah, it's just interesting that they're giving you a lot of motivation to work really hard towards continuing to prestige. And you can have up to like a thousand prestige. And then you get like Prestige Master and it's like just we don't know what's going to be in the shop yet. um, But the only way to get those items from what we've heard so far is that you're going to need those Prestige keys. So is Prestige 50 like 50 levels above 55? So you're hitting like 105 like you would last year. Um, I'm guessing you don't need to hit level 55 50 times to get to Prestige 50. (laughs) I'm still up in the air about whether it's... I mean, I would probably like go with way what too you much. said. Nobody's gonna, yeah, yeah. So prestige one will be level like fifty six. Yeah, possibly. Um, so does that reset every season as well, yeah. like it did last year? Yeah, so it's going to reset every season, um, and then you'll be back to like no prestige again. But it'll just drop you down to level fifty five, ready to start your prestige levels. You're not gonna. It's not like classic prestiges where you get to level fifty five and then you get reset to one and you need to unlock all your gear again. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed or not yet, so I couldn't tell you. Because um, 
I feel like the two things were being conflict with each other. I do kind of miss that old grind. I think they did it best in like Black Ops two or three, where when you prestiged, you got um, a prestige unlock, yeah. so you could permanently unlock something, so you could get like your favorite AR, which you don't unlock until like level forty or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was great, but this seems more in key with like what they're doing with battle pass integration i think it'll depend really on what the shop has i think that's good being able to choose your award at the end of it i think is a really good incentive for prestige because like on um last year's modern warfare if you got to what was the max level was it 160 it was one, uh, 155 155 every season wasn't it yeah 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 because you leveled up to 156, but you didn't get the 156. It was just to finish the final level. Yeah, there, there was no prestige so last So you only year. really got, like, you got, like, a blueprint at the end of the season. And normally it wasn't a very great blueprint anyway. And they didn't feel like, unless you just wanted completionist emblems, like we were going for and stuff like that, you didn't really feel the need to progress and, like, keep playing the multiplayer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you didn't feel as rewarded for it. Whereas if... It, you get to choose your reward at the end of it and like the pretty good stuff because you're only limited how many keys you can get. That'll be more interesting. Yeah, for me, it's for me a big deal of like the multiplayer and, and zombies, which we'll get into in, into in a sec, is that the fact that this year I actually feel like I should be working towards these prestiges and it should be working towards these like challenges and stuff. Whereas last year it just felt like. I wasn't really motivated to do that. I was only ever jumping on just to, you know, it was social gaming for me, you know? Whereas, like, mm-hmm. today, I've been on Zombies by myself in solo, just grinding out a camo, you know? Like, I've just been grinding camo out on the XM4 just to try and get it going. And I think that's such a, makes me, it, it makes such a big difference to how, how I feel about the game, just as a game in general, because it does take me back. Um, yeah, I just feel like I will be rewarded for, for the effort I'm putting in now. Um, but now we should probably talk about uh, zombies from there. Oh. Chris, you were so excited for zombies, but yeah. Oh. I, but how much did you like? How much did you absorb before it came out? Because I wasn't. I was kind of. I watched the first trailer and then I kind of left it. I just was waiting, you know. Yes. Yeah, so I was staying up to date with everything that was sort of like released through the official channels. Um. I wasn't, like, looking at any leaks or anything or wild speculation. I was, like, like the YouTubers that I like, I was listening to their input of what they would like to see because, obviously, they grind zombies out all day, every day on all the old games and everything. So they know, sort of, like, what was going to be the best system in their minds. I think what we ended up getting, I think we were thinking it was going to be closer to the older zombies, but it's really different. This is more like the multiplayer mix with the zombies like it's a fresh new take on the zombies which i think is nice because it's a whole new storyline like Mm. like this is the new zombies this is the new standard for zombies i think it plays really well i think it's got a difficult learning curve like i think the earlier rounds are a lot harder than they used to be um but if you can get set up like you got set up and i was watching you grind out like the level 30 rounds once you, you were like kitted out yeah and like it seems like it, it sort of gets a little bit easier then until obviously you want to exfil. Um, but it seems like level one to like twenty are a bit harder now because of the different rarities and weapons and stuff. There's a lot to get your head around. It's not as easy as just load in, buy a weapon off the wall, and you can survive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do love the way it plays. Um, I think it's really interesting. Uh, I think time will tell. I've only played it. 
what on launch day with you guys i've not played zombie since then yeah um so i need to play a little bit more to see how i feel compared to like black ops 2 zombies black ops 3 zombies um mm-hmm. I, th- I think for me black ops 2 zombies is probably my favorite mm-hmm. um how it played and stuff yeah so yeah i'm super excited i want to see i want to do more of the easter egg myself and find out where the story's going there's all this intel that you can collect which i think is really interesting yeah like sam said you got the intel in the story you got the intel in the zombies and stuff as well which is going to unfold the story um because that's why i play zombies like it's a cool game mode but then there's all this deep rich lore behind it i love when you can choose to dive into something more you know like you can like star wars or you could be like us four and you can dive into the lore of star wars yeah um, so that's why i like zombies as well so i'm really enjoying it but you guys have played more of it than me you've got more time to yeah. hands-on with the game there's a lot of really welcome changes to zombies this time that i've just think are like such good quality of life changes so like having a mini map that's got like a constant uav or spy plane on it just so you can see on the map where zombies are definitely gives you a bit more of an edge yeah huge um, advantage yeah, I don't remember, but apparently it was in the previous Black Ops where max ammo um, reload your weapon at the same time. I mm-hmm. didn't quite remember that, but um, just other things like being able to choose like your starting weapon, um, mm. being it, just, just it being a lot more straightforward because I always felt like with the last Zombies, what kind of put me off is I felt like it was a little bit overcomplicated with like the gobble gums and stuff like yeah i didn't i didn't quite enjoy that because it felt too much micromanagement and but i like how on here you can progress and you can make yourself like you can inc- you know improve your perks and improve like there's there's more like you said it feels like you've got a reason to be playing those things now to grind towards something yeah uh, i think that this one has so much more micromanagement than gobblegums like gobblegums you could take or leave you know what i mean it gave you a boost if you wanted a boost yeah but um, it's, it's it's a micromanagement so much it's a micromanagement. there's too many Sorry. currencies in this one for me yeah but it's 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 very similar to multiplayer and it's similar to mod, uh, modern warfare like in terms of the 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 loadouts uh, isn't any different to what you'd have in multiplayer the improving some of your skills is a bit different i think yeah in game i think the different currencies that you have when you're playing are a little bit more complicated but if it's just a case of getting used to the currencies rather than having like different rarities of gobble gums and what they do and make sure you're using them but you can only have so many and if you use them all then you won't have any but with this it feels like when you go back into another zombies game you are either better or you all that grinding that you've done now kind of pays off in terms of like the attachments that you can have on your starting weapon uh if you want to carry that weapon through and like pack a punch it and improve it yeah it's just a little bit more to it the the only thing that i'm a bit conscious of is obviously as we've seen already that when we play this solo or with a group we don't really have a problem surviving on zombies and the main challenge right now is just trying to do the the main easter egg or the main quest Mm. but i'm a bit conscious that you're gonna feel way too powerful on zombies once you've improved all your loadouts and you've got like all the weapon um the weapon type improvements which improves like all your damage and then you've improved all your perks it's like you could easily then just i mean you you got to what level 35 uh, round 36 36, yeah and and you were having no trouble you could have carried on 
past yeah. level 50 and maybe started having trouble at level 50. But if you had all your improved, you know, perks and stuff and, you know, you, you would, you would had all that extra buffs to your, to your weapons on, on top of the pack of punches and on top of the other things you do in game, it almost feels like you're a little bit invincible. Like I, I'm hoping that maybe future maps that they release are more challenging than if it, if you're gonna go and start these maps and be an absolute tank in the first place. See, I, I love like the layout of this map. I think it works really well, but I I really disagree with you on like the micromanagement side. Like like you were saying with all your gobble gums and stuff like that. That's all micromanagement stuff outside of the game, which is a hell of a lot easier to micromanage outside of the game than it is with a horde of zombies following you like like after round five your basic weapons do jack shit unless you can find enough salvage if your teammates aren't capping it all themselves like i was getting shafted the other day because you guys were just getting more salvage than me so i wasn't able to upgrade the rarity of my weapons at all so at that point i was doing no damage it was taking like a clip and a half to take down one zombie i've got 50 zombies following me like it's it's so difficult if you can't get the resources in game and then it's like right do i use my resources to upgrade my armor or do i use it for my weapons and stuff like that and like you the weapons become so ineffective so quickly that i think that's what i'm not a big fan of like micromanaging inside of the game while you're being chased by hordes and hordes of zombies and you're trying to keep track of the easter egg and like keeping track of all that sort of stuff and keeping track of three different currencies i think it's so much more harder than just outside of the game in a lobby okay i've got enough ethereum or whatever it used to be called to like get a better gobble gun which i probably won't end up using in the next game anyway i think maybe it's because there's no middle ground there's no kind of like you're either playing with a dis like you're either at a disadvantage or you you you're okay like I, I don't know whether it'd be cool if they could re- release a feature that would mean that you'd be able to share not essence but maybe just the the salvage stuff that'd be cool. i think that would be good yeah would like be nice, being able yeah. to exchange some currency like because last night uh, the other day when we were playing sam was like pretty much all kitted out he had maximum armor he had um, a golden legendary weapon and stuff like that and i mm. was like on a green weapon still i had no, no yeah. enough salvage to even repair my armor once yeah and i was like, even worse. i couldn't even upgrade it once <laughs> lawrence was getting game breaking bu- uh, bugs where he couldn't even change weapons yeah <laughs> <laughs> like like so he just had loads of resources but fuck all to do with it so like in that case if you could swap resources between your teammates yeah then like a rising tide lifts all ships doesn't it like if somebody collects all the salvage but they don't have any need for it they could pass it to someone like me and then we can get to higher rounds together it's yeah kind of like um in warzone basically yeah exactly like dropping your cash in warzone to get your teammate a self-res kit and stuff yeah because if you've gone down right then it's like if you come back in you you literally start with like nothing again so if you don't yeah. have enough cash to get yourself going then you know if if let's say in that situation sam was able to share his like uh salvage with us then that would even him out. So yes, he's making a sacrifice for himself to aid the team. So then if he goes down, then it's up to us to kind of pull our weight more then, you know, like I feel like that would be a good improvement to the game, but they have already uh, nerfed, like they've nerfed the Ray gun. They've, they've done tweaks. Ronald Ray gun. gun. Yes. (laughs) And they will continue (laughs) to make tweaks, I guess, based on how people are reacting to it. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I I love it. I think it's just really great. I love the map. I love all the new features. It is super fun to play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the whole thing. Um, I wish there was even more uh, to upgrade because once you get up to that point where, like, I was on... I was playing solo, but I was on wave 35 and I had, a, a, you know, Pack-a-Punch, Street Ray Gun. Uh, I had the fully upgraded uh, X, XM4 and I had a chopper gunner. I had my Aether shield and there was nothing else left to buy or upgrade. It was just survive, 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 buy armor, survive. And and at that point, it is just a case of, well, what are you doing? Are you trying to get to high round? Are you trying to, ju- are you trying to do the Easter egg? Are you trying, like, there's nowhere else for you to go. Other than well, that that's always the issue with zombies, isn't yeah. it? It's like once you like get kitted out, it's basically like how long can I survive for? It just becomes a grind at that point. You just try yeah. to edge up the leaderboards until you stop having fun. Yeah, it and does. Then, like, yeah, that's true. And I like the X fill gives you a chance to 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 leave, um, you know, mm. and still win. Um, but yeah, I I obviously at round fifty two, I believe uh, the zombies uh, start super sprinting. So there is that. And then um, I think that their health does have a cap, but the damage that they do might still increase. And the elites that spawn, they they become so powerful. So I know that there's obviously the longer you do go for, the zombies are getting harder and there's more coming at you, but you're not really able to fight back further. I think that's just kind of what I, what I mean is I just would like there to be a way like even if it was like a really drawn out process that would take you maybe 10 to 20 rounds to get to but you know then when you reach that point you're on level with the new zombies and then you know then you have another chance to go for an even higher round after that i don't know i i know it's always that way and i know it's just kind of one of those things i'm just being nitpicky it's just if i could improve the game any other way it yeah, would be yeah, yeah. that I wouldn't be capped and maxed out by round 35 because high rounds are going to be where we get the most fun out of zombies in the end. It's going to be us figuring out, okay, how are we going to get to the highest round? Who's going to get to the highest round? Can we get to the highest round together as a team? That's going to be like, you know, that's the next goal is like, where's the, where we, how far are we pushing the boundary? So yeah, just being able to do more of that is the only thing I could really ask for. Um, just interestingly enough, just so I don't forget to mention it, um, they're doing double XP from Monday, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, which will be 6 p.m. UK time through ah. to uh, for 48 hours. Oh, um, and yeah. that's across multiplayer and um, zombies as well. Although you probably that's won't pretty- be doing it on zombies because uh, it takes so much long. It takes so much more time to level up in zombies, anything than it does uh, in multiplayer. That's what I've kind of found from playing zombies quite a lot. I think that's so zombies players, if they just grind zombies and they don't play multiplayer, like the progression feels earned. Like you said, uh, like I think it was Sam saying, like you don't just want to be like, if I play one game, get to round 50, I've fully maxed out like seven weapons and I can drop into the next game and I'm so overpowered now. I guess so. Um, I, I think that's like a balance and thing so that if you play multiplayer, like the amount of games that you play, you keep up and you build your progression to stay in line um, yeah. with everyone else. Whereas with um, zombies, how many games you play on that is sort of in line with it. You don't want to over level because one zomb- game of zombies lasts ages. You don't want to do everything in like your first game if you last a long time. Yeah, yeah. I sort of lost what I was saying halfway through there, but I think it still made coherence. I think it does. I think it's probably. <laughs> I think it- we- 
we've probably been here long enough now at this yeah, point. Definitely. Um I could just talk about zombies forever. It's just one of those things. Um We can we can I tell think, <laughs> I think once we find out more about the storyline of where this new Dark Aether storyline is going, maybe we do talk more about zombies. <laughs> yeah, we probably will have to do another esports. This news is just like you guys coming in and well, <laughs> if, if, if I can just slide in here, you know, kind of cut between you two, you know, gushing over zombies. <laughs> I'm fairly new to zombies. Yeah. Uh, at the, know, the original one. Uh, and I'm enjoying it. It's all right, but... Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think if it's not a game mode... I think if it's not a game mode, you really... <laughs> Just, look. just you know, added in another yeah. voice because me and Sam have been sat here while you two have been gushing. Oh, you can cut in any time. We're not going to be. We, just, we can't get a bloody word in edgeways. Not inviting these two again. Not inviting these two. Me and you will. <laughs> me and you will run a podcast, Laura. Yeah, we'll run a podcast. Get real talking. It'll be silent for the rest of the whole podcast. Yeah, and me and Chris will start a zombies one. Get real zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get get real campaign. Get real, get real dead is the zombie podcast. Oh, get real dead. There you go. Right. Yeah. Well, I've had oh, enough for you guys no. now, so you can go. Oh, well, well, fine then. Yeah, piss fine. off the lot of you. We've gone to the podcast to record. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming to chat about Cold War. We're going to have to play a lot more. Welcome. Uh, um, thanks a lot for coming down. Um, yeah. Do you want to let everybody know where they can listen to you if they aren't already? Uh, listening and following you guys do you want to take the first half of this that we have a uh, very well rehearsed chris <laughs> yeah very well rehearsed <laughs> wait you normally do the first bit so you do that bit and then i can do the bit after okay well obviously you can uh check out the regular get real podcast on its own feed but generally get real all of our socials are in the same place so you can check out get real on facebook instagram twitter at get real pod and you can email us at get real pod uk at gmail.com let Don't us use know. the email address for anything dodgy yeah because we're getting a <laughs> shed load of junk right now yeah whoever you are out there simon in chicago simon <laughs> in minnesota no but michigan yeah. wasn't it michigan but yeah hit us up on uh on twitter instagram let us know what you'd like to see what are your thoughts on cold war what's your thoughts on the latest gaming news that we covered off and chris how can people find and support the podcast I think the best place to support our podcast and this podcast as well, uh, leave us a rate and review on whatever podcast network you're listening to us on right now. Also, if you go to Podchaser and leave a rate and review on there, it will syndicate it to every other podcast distributor. It's amazing. But the best thing you can do, just share the socials, share the podcast on your socials. Don't you agree, Richard and Lawrence? Don't you think that's the best way for us to grow? If everybody just shares us with one friend, even shares us with two friends. These guys are pretty good, Lawrence. I know. I don't like it. I feel. I feel. Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, yes, yes. That's what you should do. Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. Lawrence doesn't think you should share us. Lawrence Ugh. wants to see Lawrence? the podcast crash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to check outed. out. <laughs> If you want to check out more of a film and TV-based conversation, that's what me and Sam do over on the the normal Get Real podcast. Uh, this is obviously the gaming podcast for all we, your nerdy we, gaming stuff. But oof, what we, what did we talk about on the last episode? Mandalorian episode three and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. So well, we that's... talk about Star Wars like these guys talk about Call of Duty. I'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> every week at the moment. Why it's am I not slow... on there then? <laughs> COVID is slow, bro. So you know we've got. Yeah three episodes of mandalorian now we're talking about that every week 
Hang on, yeah. you just said you talk about Star Wars. Now you talk about Pokemon with Slowbro. <laughs> I did think that, but I was like, <laughs> I'll leave it, I'll leave it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it is a gaming podcast, so Slowbro is very relevant. It is. Yeah. Galarian Slowbro. You know what I mean? Right. Well, thanks, guys, nerd. for coming down. And we, we've had a nice <laughs> Did you just time. call me a nerd on a gaming <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Get out I, of here, nerd. Yeah, nerd. Thanks, for, thanks for having us, Rich. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, Sam. I'm really struggling to sort this out now. It's like, <laughs> this is carnage. How do I get yeah. out of this conversation? Well, I'll wrap it up Calamity. for you. I'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you for checking out this episode of the Get Real Gaming Podcast. Make sure you check out Get Real as well. Add it to your podcast feed. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star review. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>